Hello to our loyal listeners and new guests, and welcome back to this week's episode of High Ground Dairy's Let's Chat Markets. Many of you are obviously or likely familiar with Alyssa's voice as she usually kicks us off for the week, but she is out of office today celebrating her big wedding weekend. Instead, it is always great to hear from a variety of perspectives, and today we've got not one but two other heavy hitters from the team, with both Eric Meyer, president, and Austin Bentham, vice president, joining us today. We had quite the week, that's for sure. We were delighted to spend the first part of this week finally able to meet with clients, new and old, at ADPI's Dairy Ingredients Seminar in Santa Barbara, California. We're all back in a much chillier Chicago as we record this today, but it was great to see so many people there and be able to chat markets in person once again. There were a few different market moving pieces of data released this week, including a GDT auction after a three week break. And also we got US dairy export and import data as well for the month of October. But first, let's focus on these prices, all of which have seen yet another week of fairly decent support. Let's first look at class three, maybe turning it over to Eric for your thoughts. Eric, the class three forward curve is above $19 per hundredweight for nearly the entirety of 2022. What's driving this strength? For filling in as our host here with Alyssa off getting married, it's an exciting weekend for her. Exciting week here in the U.S. dairy markets as well. Um, From a cheese perspective, it's been more futures leading the CME spot market higher, but we've maintained support in the blocks trading in the mid 180s and barrels have come up, yet trading has been extremely light. And our feeling on what's going on in these markets is many of our listeners here also, if you don't already subscribe to our market intelligence packages, we issue a price forecast report, very comprehensive once a month. And we put a lot of warning labels on it uh, this past month because we started to see some data that was showing some bullishness some support into these markets. And so uh, over this past uh, few weeks, really, we started to get those bullish headlines. October US milk production uh, came in a half a percent below prior year. We had cheddar production that was down versus prior year as well. And I know Lucas will touch on exports later, but a stronger than expected cheese exports. So a lot of those uh, headlines are providing some really strong support here. We're hearing reports that that export demand or deals are still being looked to be done, um, that holiday orders are strong. And then, of course, the way market for those in class three Uh, The CME spot market this week hit record highs over 70 cents. So there's a lot of supportive activity there. We still have concerns around the demand bottlenecks in our market. You know, in cheese in particular versus all the other major commodities, those 40-pound blocks, those 640-pound blocks, and the 500-pound barrels have to be cut down and made into sellable product, uh, finished goods. And so the converters around the country, those cut and wrap houses, still are having uh, major issues with uh, labor um, that is limiting their throughput. And so we still, and that that was proven in the cold storage report. So all these this bullish information, you know, we've got a, a cold storage report that showed monthly increases from September to October, and that October is the high watermark 
um, for natural American cheese stock. So we've got some conflicting information, but as I know Austin's going to cover here shortly uh, on this podcast, there's some real strength in the class four markets, both butter as well as non-fat dry milk. And when we tend to see those, that that's rare that both of them make that move, but the fact that they are could just generally lend support into the class three market as well. So hopefully that they provided a little bit of insight, Lucas, and um, yeah, let's see where else it goes. Yeah, definitely. Lots of moving pieces there. Uh, I will remind our listeners that we do get commercial disappearance data to kind of complete the picture for October on this coming Monday, the 13th. And, you know, Eric, you mentioned kind of a variety of those pieces there, but with Exports pretty decent, and uh, but stocks climbing as well with lower cheddar production. We do expect that domestic demand will take the hit on that number there. Thanks for that great analysis. And now maybe turning it over to Austin. Um, Eric provided a bit of a lead-in for you for some thoughts on these class four markets. But yeah, we're seeing values above even $20 per hundred weight on this futures curve. And sentiment this week and at ADPI seem to be fairly bullish. And of course, closing out with today's spot moves. Austin, what can you tell us about butter and nonfat dry milk? Yeah, well, first butter, I think there's a lot of competition for those butter fat supply, those class four streams. And we've seen pretty strong cream multiples in the off season. We've seen pretty low butter production, and we won't see a whole lot in the way of imported fat this year. So I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on buyers to get that coverage. And it seems like everyone's trying to do it all at once. And it kind of felt like everyone was trying to get it done today on the spot call with 11 trades up seven and a half cents to two twelve and a quarter. I really think that we could be in for quite a ride in, in 2022. I think we alluded to that again in our, in our forecast. Um, but in the next one, I, I think it's safe to say we'll have to revise it up. Then looking at powder, Again, coming back from ADPI Santa Barbara, the, the narrative there was was very bullish in butter and in powder. Global prices are are quite a bit higher, and global supplies aren't there to support us. So we're going to have to supply the the world with non-fat. And and I think the only thing that's really causing us to pause there is seasonal buying. We don't think production here in in the U.S. is going to be strong. We could be down ten uh, percent again as in the the preceding two months. And there's not a ton of supply here to help our trade partners and good demand out of Southeast Asia. Mexico, traditionally in December, isn't very active. When that kicks up again in January, I think we could be in for a ride. But, you know, as happens with every, every time the dairy industry seems to get together, maybe a little bit too much too fast and and we'll see how that plays out over the next couple of weeks here and and if that demand actually materializes we could be even for an interesting ride like you said 20 dollar class 4 price is going to get a lot of equity on farm quickly and you know not fat is the tide that raises all boats so i think we're seeing some of that in cheese as well awesome austin thank you Very interesting times here as we kind of scoot into the end of this year. Both Eric and Austin did mention those uh, forecasts. As a reminder, we do publish our forecast prices to our customers on the 15th of each month. So can look forward to that being released on Wednesday. Turning to the uh, fundamental data that we saw this week, I did mention that we got October U.S. dairy export data 
overall generally supportive across most products. Uh, cheese and butter both in the green well above prior year levels. Uh, cheese shipments were the strongest on record for the month of October, driven by uh, Mexico and Korea market share, as is usual in that market. We have seen pretty impressive butter shipments over the past several months, and that persisted into October as well. There was some red on the chart, though, but I don't think it's a cause for huge concern. Um, Non-fat dry milk, whole milk powder, dry whey, even higher protein uh, whey complex products, lower versus prior year. But it's important to remember that it was kind of against a strong prior year comparable volume level. Overall, total volume rising for versus prior year for the ninth consecutive month. So year to date basis leading um, as we kind of wind towards the end of this year, seeing uh, quite strong shipments overall. Then on Tuesday, I mentioned we did have the GDT. Um, Eric, any kind of key headline takeaways from this week's auction there? You know, after a three-week break, Lucas, I think markets were expecting some really firm prices and GDT was somewhat disappointing again. We, you know, we were relatively flat to slightly higher on whole milk powder and skim milk powder. The industry was looking for, you know, three to 5% moves and to have a less than 1% move on those two key commodities was interesting. I think that when you look at those markets, in order to kind of keep things fueled, you've got to feed the bull to keep things rolling. And I think for those two markets in particular on the powders, we're kind of coming into year end. China wasn't as large of a, of a buyer there. And so other regions uh, stepped in to cover. That said, I still don't think that there's any real concern that this market isn't still supported, that this was more of an end of year temporary setback and that prices in where they are right now, very close to 4,000 uh, metric ton um, on home milk powder and, and skim where it's at trading at a premium to the US market is going to maintain I think the the real key here is that that all three major exporting regions of the world in their last milk production print have uh, issued negative growth over the previous year. US, Europe as well as New Zealand and Australia all in their September or October data showing declines and I think that keeps support under GDT even though the markets didn't hit their targets for what uh, NZX or now SGX traders are expecting. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, kind of interesting there as we lead up quickly into the final auction of 2021. I think maybe only thing to add there on a regional basis, basically aligned with trend with China kind of stepping back a little bit as they, what we assume or what High Ground believes is Chinese buyers purchasing product off of the platform. Instead, other regions stepping in strongly, even Europe a bit surprisingly there purchasing quite strong volumes. And then, of course, uh, Middle Eastern, North African markets driving the relative strength there on fats overall. Thanks to both of you for your uh, participation in today's podcast. And also a shout out to Becca on our team, uh, kind of a behind the scenes coworker here who manages the audio wizardry that happens each week with this podcast. As I mentioned, commercial disappearances on Monday. Other than that, kind of a quiet week overall. We will have our forecast prices on Wednesday, as I mentioned as well. Thanks for listening as always, and feel free to reach out at any time. Cheers.
Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Thank you.